Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Can I just ask? Shut up, Evan. I'm curious. Could you shut up, Evan? One thing I was thinking about. Shut up, Evan. So there are some rumors out there. Evan, shut up! Is it okay if I just ask? Shut up, Evan. Okay, but can I just... I didn't even say anything. Okay, so here's the deal. We are technically on hiatus right now from Shut Up Evan. We are between seasons four and seasons five. Now, mind you, these seasons are arbitrary in nature, besides the fact that I like referring to the podcast in a seasonal structure. But but this to say, we are currently not producing new episodes of the podcast. Or rather, we weren't. But occasionally, an opportunity comes your way so seismic in nature that you kind of have to throw out the playbook. And that's what this was. This being a sit-down interview with Paul Meskel and Andrew Scott in promotion of their new film, All of Us Strangers. Now, I had finished what was a pretty crazy week in LA two weeks ago. I hosted my chaos dinner. For more on that, you can check out my newsletter where I sort of did a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at the dinner. I finish my dinner. I'm like, you know, I have accomplished all that I can on this trip. And then I get a text message from my friend Barry at Searchlight Pictures asking if I would like to sit down with Paul and Andrew. I need not tell you that the answer was a resounding yes, and a quick one at that. So moved flights around, did everything I needed to do, figured out what look I wanted to wear, the scent, how I wanted to part my hair. Um, And then I showed up at the London Hotel and sat down with Paul and Andrew. And so that is what you are going to listen to right now. It is not a standard episode of Shut Up Evan in that there is no standard intro. This is a 15-minute interview as opposed to a 60-minute, and we are strictly focused on the film, All of Us Strangers, as opposed to doing, you know, a more wide-ranging talk. But I can comfortably and optimistically, even confidently say that, hopefully, (laughs) this is the beginning of two future sit-downs, one with Paul independently, one with Andrew independently. You know what? I'm going to say hopefully more than one, let's be honest. But I'm hoping that we will have them on the podcast in a more standardized form. But for now, please enjoy this short but sweet and very important, if I may say, interview with Paul and Andrew. It was the very first interview that they ever did together as a pair I'm honored to be given that time slot, honored to exist in a world in which I can get exclusives for Shut Up Evan and no longer having to pitch them out to outlets. We are the outlet. Shut Up Evan is the outlet. So I'm very, very thankful. I cannot encourage people enough to go see this film. It's been a terrific year for LGBTQ plus films. I mean, thinking about... uh, Saltburn and Bottoms and Passages and 
red, white, and royal blue, and the list goes on and on, and this is certainly up there in the canon, not just of great queer films this year, but of great films this year. If you are not already a fan of director Andrew Haig, I highly recommend checking out his past work, most notably his film Weekend, which is among my favorites. So, if you haven't already, we have an interview with uh, Andrew Haig on the Substack from several weeks ago. That is out there. I will link to it. And if you are listening to this right now and saying, I'm loving this, but I want to visualize Paul and Andrew, you can head on over to the Substack where the video version of this interview lives and all future videos of Shut Up Evan, the podcast, will live over there. That's in the future. That's thinking too far down the line. I don't have the the brain capacity for that at the moment. What I do have the capacity for is introing this interview, which I think I've already done enough. But, you know, one last time, please give it up for Paul Meskel and Andrew Scott. Shut up, Evan. We had a strike for some period of time. It looked like we maybe weren't going to be able to promote this film. Fortunately, we are. And now here we are together. What is that like to suddenly be able to talk about this thing that I'm sure is pressurized over time not being able to talk about? It's a massive relief, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Because we did think that we may not be able to talk about it because we both loved the film so much. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a great shame not to be able to, you know, get out in front of it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's brilliant. You know, there's what this film is about, right? You know, like on paper, but then there's like what this film is really about. And so I'm wondering for you both, when you first read the script, conversations you had with Andrew, what do you feel like this film is really trying to speak about on a higher level? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get better at this. <laughs> uh, I think it's about love. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a love story. It's there's two different forms of love in the sh- in, in the in the movie, and I think it's about familial love, and I think it's about romantic love, um, and I, in a way, I suppose it's about grief. I think the thing that's been really surprising for us is that. I don't know, not that we thought it was just going to appear, uh, appeal to uh, queer audiences, but what seems to be um, emerging is just how it affects everybody because everybody has a parent or everybody has a, a child or a relationship with, with, with parenthood and everybody has some degree of interest in romantic love. So it just seems to touch loads of people and people are just genuinely, cellularly <laughs> moved nice. by the show, you know, by, yeah. the, by the things. I think it's also a study in loneliness as well and how those two things kind of get in the way of each other, loneliness and love, but ultimately uh, it's a study in how brave you need to be to really invest in the idea of love Ooh. and how on the surface it looks like something that is easy, but I think with Adam and Harry you see them really work towards finding each other and I think it's a incredibly brave act to love somebody. Andrew mentioned that the two of you were fans of one another before, enjoyed each other's works, and so I'm wondering what it's like to then be in a scene with someone who you've admired in the past for their acting. Disappointing. (laughs) Immensely disappointing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. We did a little skit. Yeah, it was a sort of a normal people fleabag mashup where yeah. um, the priest from Fleabag took uh, Colonel and Marianne's uh, confession, right? Yeah. And um, what was the song we sang? It was Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we done, we done, we done a little bit of uh, work together, and we we hung out a little bit before that. Yeah. Me to say that I was immensely excited at the prospect of working with Andrew is, is like an understatement and I was nervous because it's like I've watched <laughs> so for so for so long and been such a great admirer to, to then suddenly when the cameras turn over and you're in a little bubble together it's an immensely exciting 
experience yeah. and one that I hold very, very dearly. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, it's so intimate. What we were required to do is really, really intimate. There's a lot of intimacy. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of, yeah, of intimacy. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but talk to me about that, though, because I'm really fascinated by the idea of chemistry. Uh, if it can exist, if it can be created, mm. if it can be honed, if it can be harnessed. And I'm wondering how you go into a process like this when you're working on a film that relies on you having chemistry. That's a tall order to then have to go and fabricate something that needs to sort of be integral. It's such a fascinating, yeah. I, I, chemistry, I'm exactly like you, I find it so fascinating about what, it, what is it. And I think there's two things, it, it definitely helps if you get on yeah. with somebody because it just means that you, you skip all the you skip all that stuff, stuff. you yeah. do. And, and if you have to do stuff where you do feel really vulnerable, you're sitting there with no clothes on, it's yeah. 6.30 in the morning, there's lots of people, you know, banging around, banging around <laughs> in a different way, yeah. banging around in a different yeah. way. Very different. Um, and so, you know, really, but also I have heard of people who work together who can't bear each other and their chemistry on screen is really, really fine. So actually, in a way, the challenge is to produce a different type of chemistry than the yeah. type of chemistry that me and, me and Paul have because we can have our very own uh, specific chemistry as yeah. two, pe two people, but then Adam and Harry's chemistry is really very, very different and that's where, you know, it just requires some... Some acting. skill, yeah. <laughs> some acting, you know, yeah. you got to do some acting. Yeah. And so that's where the real work is and, and to find out what way they might be with each other and how, yeah. how they touch each other and how they communicate each with each other, other and yeah. how they look with each other. And it's something that Paul was saying the other night, I think it was so true about yeah. when you watch the film, I was really taken, we watched it for the first time with an audience the other night and we first saw the movie yeah. together in a screening room just the two of us, like yeah. a tiny little screening room, and after it was over, you were like, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's yeah. good. <laughs> did yeah, you I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You have no clue, because you're so you're invested too close in it. To it. Yeah. You're too close, and then we went to have lunch, it was sort of weird, and then we separately went with people that we love and are, you know, people that we work with. No, I remember calling you, I saw it for the second time before, you'd seen it for the second time, and I came straight out of the screening room, and I was like, Andrew, it's really <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> it's, it's really good, you're really good at it. Um, yeah. But I think it is one of those films that, like, I think when we were shooting it, yeah. I was acutely aware of how special it felt to make it. And I think when you encounter it, like viewing it for the first time, it's a horrible pressure. Yeah, yeah. You're like, God, I hope the special feeling yeah. that I had making it translates. translates. Yeah. So you end up just like white knuckling it through the yeah, film for the first yeah. and time. And you're looking at your big old face and you're, you know, you just, not, yeah. your, not your, <laughs> my big old your face. Your face is normal <laughs> yeah. size. But it's a fine, regular sized face. The thing that I think watching it last week with an audience, the thing that when we were talking about the intimacy required in making it, it's like on the surface you might think like the sex scenes or the like yeah all of those things are kind of obvious markers but there was moments in it that i think are probably the most illicit in the film is like stuff that i have no recollection of doing yeah. is like how we looked at each other yeah, in yeah. those moments because yeah. that's a true marker i think of not me and andrew's chemistry but the work that i think we put into harry and adam's chemistry and yeah. it's quite frightening when you see it in the film from like I imagine Paul and Andrew's perspective. Yeah. It's like, I have no recollection Memory, of looking it. at you like I wanted to rip the clothes off. Yeah. <laughs> like what do you mean? You don't yeah, no, I don't remember. <laughs> um, but it also feels so exposing because you know, when we when watching it with like 350 people as we did the other evening, I just felt so exposed. I felt like wow, yeah. because there's stuff, and I think that's a that's a good sign that you're you know in it, so to speak, as an actor. Is that we go, God, I don't really remember it, and you really do look at someone with such love um, and uh, so it's just feel, it feels like it's a really tender film and it feels like a really tactile film mm -hmm. there's so much 
physical touch in it. Yeah, yeah. Like the way you do when you're a kid and you, you know, you have a relationship with your parents' physicality. And of course, our, our side of the, of the stuff was, was very physical as well. And it just, I think that's, I think that's a real part of the film. It feels like, mm. it feels the smell and the taste and the, and the, and the feeling is very alive. I was really struck by the audience's reactions in certain moments to the film. The one that comes to mind is like Harry's expression when he's first in the door frame and kind of lingering and looking longingly at Adam. And it's one of those moments where I read it as being incredibly hot. The audience started giggling. And I'm just wondering what you make of that because I don't think the intention of that moment is to be funny. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think it's uncomfortable because I think when an audience giggles like that, it's a mark of them recognizing something. Yeah. And whether it's literal, I think they're laughing maybe in that moment at the fact that they feel uncomfortable and they don't know why. Because I think that moment is loaded with the obvious thing of like sex, but it is also there's a kind of uneasy desperation in Harry to try and get into your flat. <laughs> get into your pants. <laughs> into your pants. <laughs> but, the, but it is, yeah, it is yeah. that and I think it's uneasy kind of giggling. That yeah. The audience isn't really sure what the footing of the film is. Yeah. Yet. And that's yeah, really... Yeah. It's really satisfying to be involved in that. Yeah, it feels like a very theatrical film in a sense because there's no like glow around Claire and Jamie to sort of signify that they're, you know, I think that's, I think that requires a lot of um, work from the audience and I think yeah. audience like to work a little harder, you know, mm -hmm. people just have varying, also varying ideas about who Harry is and yeah. Who, yeah. who's alive and who might be. It didn't occur to me, I think it was two weeks later when I realized that that elevator was the final moment where we see Harry alive. And then I thought I'd had a giant aha moment and I told my friend and he was like, uh, Right, yeah. and he was like, yeah. uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. I, was like, I thought I was a cinema historian in this moment, just like unpacking <laughs> it and that, yeah. that was not the case. Um, zooming out a bit, you two are people that fans are super fans of. Um, I've done Boots on the Ground reporting on this. I can <laughs> confirm. Who do you two super fan over? Oh. 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 Let's say that louder. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, oh. It's maybe more singers or even sports people. Like yeah. to, because actors are your tribe, I don't know, you sort of yeah, admire them, but maybe you're not like, oh my yeah. God. I remember Billie Jean King, the tennis player. Uh -huh. came to, I did a play on Broadway. And <laughs> I was not was expecting not that, that one. That wasn't a bingo card, <laughs> yeah. for sure. I swear Billie to God, Jean Billie Jean King is like, a legend, is like a legend. You know, she's like, yeah. a, she's like a queer legend as well, but she's like just, but I remember I just couldn't believe, and she was actually, I think she might've been with Holly Hunter. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Wow. I think Holly Hunter maybe was going to play Billie Jean King in a, in a film, maybe at one point. Or maybe they weren't, maybe they were just hanging out, I don't know. But they came to the dressing room and I was like, I just couldn't believe that Billie yeah. Jean King was there. Because I think it's just that sort of skill that you think, I have absolutely no idea how you do that. Mm -hmm. oh. um, so I'm going to go with Billie Jean King. Great, yeah. I love that. I mean, I know you love Claro. Claro, Mitski. Mitski, yeah. I think it's exactly what you're saying. It's like a different discipline moves me emotionally, but I have no idea how they do it. Yeah. And then you've got like the old style, like movie stars. Like I remember bumping it, like meeting Harrison Ford, and I was like, oh my What God. the yeah. hell is going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just a face that you just like. Just, feel and also, like maybe you, know. you have a, it's a face that you've seen blown up, you know, yeah. ten times its size, and to see somebody. It's a, it's a different yeah. experience. I grew up as a queer person and the landscape of queer cinema was so different than today. And I've been thinking about it, about all of the queer cinema that's come out this year alone. Bottoms, for instance. And then so I think good. about this film. And then I think about Red, White, and Royal Blue. Queer films are no longer a genre. Um, they are just populating within Within genres. different genres. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering from both of your perspectives, what is that like to witness? Oh, to me, it's an absolute miracle. 
But when I was growing up, the idea of being in a film like this, or even being able to watch a film like this, you know, outwardly, but is, is just completely miraculous. But what's so wonderful about it is that I've been in a couple of gay films over the, over the years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but there's, there was always that sort of question about marketing. How do you mark, market the yeah. film? And what I love about this film is that in the trailer or in all the featurettes or whatever it is, our relationship is front and center. And so that yeah. sort of the idea that like, you can do, you can have a gay storyline in the in in the movie. But how do we couch it so that maybe how do we trick the audience yeah. into yeah. Like maybe believing them it's yeah. not gay? Yeah, Which I always thought was just completely bullshit, preposterous. Yeah. So the idea that it's there and that people are actually interested in seeing that side of the film is um, it's 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 not only wonderful; it also makes sense because yeah. there is an audience. There are, of course, there is an audience, and not just queer audiences. Actually, it's just about visibility. That's just all it is. The themes of this film are totally universal, regardless of they are. sexuality. And and like Bottoms is a great example of that. Like it did so well at the box office and. It's an out-and-out out comedy, and it's just—it's incredibly refreshing and exciting to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very, very good. Thank you both so much, and congratulations! Thank you, Thank you. so much. Truly incredible. Thank you so yeah. much. Very much. Shut Up Evan is produced by me, Evan Ross Katz, with audio editing by Sophia Asmuth and social media by Griffin Dunn. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers for their financial support, and thank you to you all, the listeners, for helping us keep the lights on. 